Yo, what's poppin'? Welcome back to the Alpha Omega Podcast. Today we are talking about love. Yo, Take yo. Away, dumb. Today we have a special guest. He is the resident director at GCBI. He is a Frisbee prodigy. And if you want to find out who it is, stay tuned. What's up, guys? My name is Dominic. My name is Keegan. And I'm Bobby. And today, we have a surprise guest. He is our first guest on the Alpha Omega podcast. Making his debut is... Caleb Stern. Thank you for having me. Glad that I could be a part of it. Yeah, it's cool. This is, this is fun. This will be good. Interesting. <laughs> so today... Um, Caleb actually chose the topic, and it, I think it'll be good for conversation. I think good for, I mean, just people like us. We're, we're young guys trying to figure life out, and um, love is a big thing that has to do with life in general, and I guess the correct way to live it. I mean, some people say that it's like the only reason to live life is if, if you do it with love in it. So. You live for love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, it's a cool topic. Um, Speaking of love, I think we should start with our. What's your go-to pickup line? Oh my god! Funny, cheesy pickup line. I can't say that a pickup line has anything to do with love, but oh, it I'll, I'll absolutely you, I'll you, does. You, we'll stretch it as far as we can. And we'll call, <laughs> call it. I I can't even say I have like a pickup line. Like never used a pickup line even in high school. No, no, you can't say I have. I was see, I was homeschooled, so uh, oh, that would be weird. Not really a thing. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, would, Caleb just hits him with the blue steel. Just, whoosh, just look at him with those just eyes. Just look at them. Yeah, yeah. That's that. I have them turn the other way and start running. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he does. He drops that little credit card on the table, and I think it goes click, 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 click. The little apple card. Little yeah. one. Oh yeah. my gosh. Alright, Bobby, what's yours? Uh, mine is, I'm going to try to do this without laughing, but it's, do you believe in love at first sight, or should I walk by again? Oh, my God. <laughs> Honestly, like, so if, there, if there was something that would work, like, you have to be mad cocky, but that is kind of clever. I don't think mine's ever failed. I don't know. I don't know that that would be like something girls are looking for. No. Somebody that's mad cocky. Like, no, no. No, no, no. Not cocky. Confident. Oh, confident. Okay. Oh, that's a fine line, buddy. <laughs> you gotta pick your interests. <laughs> How do you do that, Keegan? <clears throat> you like cows? Cool. <laughs> oh Let me get you a number. Is that sure. easy? Oh, okay. Right. I've never tried it, but I figured it would work. <laughs> let me let me know how it goes. It's never failed. Yeah. Honestly, I, if I if I were a girl, I'd just be so intrigued. I'd be like, I need to spend more time with this guy. He's different. <laughs> if I were a girl, I'd probably just run because that would be terrifying. Are you serious? Yeah. Absolutely. You like cows? You like cows? <laughs> who en who enters a conversation by saying, "Dude, if you, I guarantee you, if we do a poll, nine out of ten women." Like cows. If we do a All poll, right, nine out of ten women like, would run yeah. into it. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> a pool. He a said, pool. He said a pool. <laughs> if we do a pool, nine out of ten women would jump in. Oh my god. Nine. Okay. All right. But I think first we have to clarify, I guess, like types of love. Um, 
I was listening to John Piper earlier, and he he kind of explained there's four Greek words and four different types of love. There's like romantic love, which is eros or eros, however you pronounce that, and that's like between lovers type thing. Then there's uh, philia, which is friends and equals. Uh, storge, which is natural or instinctual, like like a parent would have love for their child. And then agape, which is unconditional love or could be described as divine love, like what God has for us and what we strive to have for Him. So, and uh, yeah, I mean, there's lots of there's lots of love. So, oh yeah, I forgot one of the types of love. Um, something we're learning right now uh, that comes up in the Hebrew scriptures is Chesed, which is like loving kindness. Um, and I, I basically wrote the definition of that as like an unfailing love that clings almost almost a love that is not deserved and strictly it's almost strictly attributed to God and how he loves us so I think that's an interesting one that we should talk about about how God loves us yeah I mean I think we should talk about you know all I mean all of them we should talk about what it looks like to love each other as friends as brothers what it looks like to love your parents to Love I mean, God, you can also you know. look at the perspective, too, that there's, like, the biblical, like, the five that you just listed, but also, like, something we were learning about in class today, like, an attack of the enemy is big on um, how culture says we should love mm. and how we should love each other. And it's, like, there's a very fine attack of that in our culture right now of saying that we need to be loving of people but also, like, I think there's that fine line that you have to walk between love and truth. Mm. And being able to, like, love people but still speak truth into their life. So, like, right. I guess from you guys' perspective, a question I would have is, like, how, how do you walk that fine line of, like, love and truth? Yeah. I think you have to have a good understanding of what love actually is. Because, and nowadays, love is, the only thing it's ever described as is a feeling. Yeah, and it's sure. Just, one thing I've learned is love is not a feeling. It's more often than not a choice. Right. So, like Pastor Andy says, like the love is uh, meeting a need, expecting nothing in return. Like right, like an uncon, not con, not conditional, not which would be yeah. more of the agape type. It's not like I'm gonna go love you, Dominic, and like doing whatever act for this is so that you'll love me back. Right. It's like no, there, there can be no conditions attached to it for right. it to be true love. Which the interesting thing about that is that's what makes you want to do something back. Right. So it's kind of like a paradoxical sort of thing. It's like, hey, I'm gonna do this for you because I love you, and that's kind of like how we understand the cross and and what Jesus did for us is like, hey. You don't deserve this, but I love you so much that I'm going to do it for you anyway. Mm -hmm. And that's why I also, um, I forget what our memory verse was not so long ago, but, you know, we weren't, we were saved by grace through faith and not by works so that no one may boast. It's that whole concept of, I love you and I have enough grace to die for you. Um, but that, there's something in that that makes you want to have a heart for works. Mm -hmm. So it's like, Faith and works are kind of hand in hand, and I think that's why it's such a big conversation all the time with really all religions, right. you know. But 
the the thing that makes I think Christians in particular, Christ followers, want to do things right is because we understand that love that He had for us, and yeah, I mean that's that's what pushes me to want to do right because I'm like, you know, when we understand the the kind of love that He has for us, it's like I know that He saved me in my faith and that's it, but also my faith drives me to do more than just you know sit on my butt and just wait for the day of the lord you know what i mean like bobby what do you think yeah where are you at with love man are we talking like because when you when you like did the question shut up when you asked the question my mind went to like the the difference between loving someone and like giving them truth and acceptance and like how a lot of times we think loving someone is just being okay with what they're doing mm. um tolerance yeah tolerance yeah. and um i think it's actually the opposite and it's you love someone so much that you want to see them do right right yeah and so it's kind of the the parent like the parent uh child relationship of like disciplining is loving mm. because um you want to see them do good you want to correct them come alongside them and so you have to discipline sometimes when they step out of line so yeah i think it's crazy because i feel like our culture says like they they kind of uh merge the two concepts of punishment and discipline mm. so when you discipline someone it's like that's not love mm. you know and then they merge love and tolerance so when you tolerate someone, they're like, oh, yeah, I, I love him, so I'll never, or I love her, so I'll never, you know, call her out. But it's completely flip-flopped. Like, really, tolerance should be on the bad side. Like, and, and I think there's a grace period with people. Like, you know, we should, we should tolerate people, like, as far as their existence, you know? Like, we shouldn't be like, I can't even handle this person, you know? But, like, but there should be that... Um, in real love there should be that truth in grace and i think that in grace part is like the really important part because i remember even just coming into gcbi like i had a heart for everybody and like i and i was still fixing my stuff and still am but like i wanted to like say things to people you know and i wanted to be like hey i see this you know i see this but it's it was the whole you know take the speck out of your eye before you take the log out of your brother's eye so i i didn't want it I didn't want to confront anyone because I knew I had my stuff and I still will have my stuff but um, I didn't get I didn't understand the grace part I'm like I know the truth right like we all have our truth that we see in our brothers and all sorts of people and, and we want to say something but it's hard that grace element is really important and uh, I feel like in general we lack that and a lot of the time that's why I just like zip my lip I'm like I'm not I'm not gonna say anything because I'd rather I'd rather not say something in truth, and and not in grace than. Or I'd rather not say that than to say it and not have grace, because right. it can almost feel like an attack, yeah. or it can feel like, well, you don't really know, you don't really care. Yeah. So. And that's where like going love is so important to like proceed first with love. Because you can speak truth, but if they don't know you actually love them, mm. they're going to take the message completely different than if they know, like, if you got somebody that really loves you and they pull you aside and say, like, look, this is the truth of the matter, like, you need to fix this, that's going to go a lot farther than 
somebody that some random stranger that pulls you aside and says you're doing this like you're almost going to feel like attacked like you were mm. saying like you're just going to be like no nah, no not or go off into that tangent of, right so i think it's just so important to proceed first with truth because mm. um there's a there's a leadership saying it's like people don't care how much you know they want to know how much you care mm. like mm -hmm. it's that like hits hits home of like all your relationships you need to show people you actually care about them and like that's why you're going to speak truth into them because because you, you love them enough to say that you don't want to have that supervised neglect like going on right in front of you is like oh i'm love, like you guys were saying and kind of beating a dead horse so i'm starting to realize we're just going in circles <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's but, an important thing yeah. i think especially because we're like we're all living in community right now you know and mm -hmm. And we're called we're called to make disciples. So I feel like it's always gonna be that like we're always gonna struggle with how do I speak this in grace? Like, mm -hmm. cause we I feel like sometimes we know too much truth for our own good. But it's like how do you how do I effectively turn this into something that will reprove my friend or will push my brother towards being more glorifying to Christ? Like, you know, cause. At the end of the day, we can see things in each other, but if we don't know how to say it in grace, then it's just, mm -hmm. it, it's absolutely a waste of time. Or, yeah, it'll just make them defensive. Yeah. Um, so that that's more of the philia kind of love, you know, like with your peers. Um, and, and we talked a little bit about parents and, and that what that love looks like. Um, what do we think of agape, like the, the more unconditional love between God and man like what what does that look like and I guess how do we how do we practically figure out how to pursue that and I guess define it in our own lives question. yeah I mean I, I don't know the answer I think it's something <laughs> it's something that we should you know discuss and kind of figure out because it's not an easy thing at all I mean yeah I, I'm like Especially I almost it's undeserved right. right right and I feel like it's it's almost like it's a verb, right? So it's you're gonna it's always changing, I feel like in my mind. It's like it's not like you can just do it and it's like the end the end all be all. It's like you gotta consistently be doing it. You mm. gotta consistently be like doing that love. And that's where I feel like I really struggle with is like I can look at somebody and be oh, I love it. like I was showing them unconditional love on this day, like I can have a break on this day if I say something mm. that wasn't out of love, you know. Yeah. So it's kind of like always having that mindset that like it's it's a it's a continual like dying to yourself, like loving that person. But like I, I don't know, that's a that's a tough question. That's a like if we're talking about like the relationship between love and God and us and I think that it's important to remember that what Jesus said the most important two commandments are which is to love God with all your how's it go? all your heart mind and strength and then to love your neighbor as yourself so mm. God desires a relationship with us more than anything he desires our love for him and like I said obviously it's undeserved we we don't deserve the love, type of love that God gives us but it's incredible that he still does yeah and that's defined by John fifteen thirteen says greater love has no one than this that a person will lay down his life for his friends, which is interesting because our our relationship with God like as Christ followers we're called adopted children, but um, it's it's just interesting like 
says that a person will lay down his life for his friends. Like that's that's the ultimate, you know, kind of love. And uh, sacrificing. Yeah, sacrifice really, and and that that really is the relationship I think that we're supposed to kind of perceive from that. You know, I mean, that's the whole picture is like when we give something up for someone, that's how you know, you know, because, and, and God takes pride in obedience more than sacrifice, but there is something like almost, there is something heroic about sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying we should seek it for prideful means, you know, because it can't, I do think it can turn into that. It's like, well, I gave up this for you and I gave up this for you. And, you know, but, um, it's, it's the, the heart you do it with so it's yeah. it's that whole um, concept of you know we can all give things up, but it's it's the heart that you give it with. So I think in in all honesty, I think that's like a a marriage thing, like yeah. you know, because that's that's supposed to be our role as a husband. Um, and we're all married, so we're experts. In yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. Come exactly. on, dude. Okay. Of course. But it's just interesting because Jesus provided that example on the cross for his bride, which mm-hmm. is all the nations. And then similarly, they make that picture with a husband and a wife. Husband's supposed to sacrifice for the wife, which is just interesting to think about. Sounds pretty reckless to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about what we were talking about before the podcast started? Okay. Your uh, your love never fails quote. Um, I mean, like, I so we were talking about that and just like love never fails. Like First Corinthians, that that comes from the First Corinthians thirteen eight, which says love never fails. But we were just talking about like what what does that look like? Is like, that a true? Statement? Is that a true statement? You which, know, holding up scripture to if it came from the Bible, right? Like, and it's like just evaluating that in your own life, like firsthand it can almost seem like that's not a true statement because you know people experience hurt mm. even though they're being told that they're being loved mm. and so that's like that's where I was like also thinking along the lines of like was that true love if they actually hurt the person through the process like did they actually love that person if they was hurt from it and so it's like evaluating that too is like you know what type of love was it? Was it like a manipulative love? Was it like something that you would get back? Was selfish love? Yeah, selfish love. Yeah. Of, Opposite you know, of agape. Exactly. Like, <laughs> expecting something in return, you know. So it comes down to the type of love that it was, and then also you have to you have to define what the failure means. Like, if you're gonna say that the failure was the failing of the relationship, then I think I. But also, it's important to distinguish whether that it implies failure of love because you can like say I say for some reason we graduate GCBI and I hope this doesn't happen but we never speak again does that mean our love failed or does that mean the relationship didn't continue we can still love each other and not see each other the whole day and then be like hey man how was your day you know what I mean so it's like does a failure of a relationship failure with quotation marks because you know I guess failure to being defined as a relationship ending. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that the love doesn't continue? No, I, I think like going looking back on it now, I probably do agree with the quote because that doesn't mean that the love failed. Right. Love is probably right. the love is still there. If right. it's true love, it's definitely still there. But 
I do think it's a conversation of, I, I really think that God's will is in that, you know, because the truth is our feelings and, and what the world says our love is, does it should not, whether it does or not, it should not define the direction of our life, right? Like we need to be seeking God in, in relationships, in friendships, in, you know, even like where we're going to school, where we're working, so it's like, you could like I could say I love this job like I, I really want to stay here but that's almost like a comfort statement too so it's like I think I think the world can define love as what's comfortable what is what makes me feel good what makes me um, even not challenge myself you know and so I, I think it can be more of a feeling that we end up talking about over yeah. like the actual definition of love which is uh, beyond that. It's more of a, it's an action. It's a decision that you make really in your spirit and in your soul. You know, everyone associates love with a heart. You know, but the reality is the heart's just an organ. You know, it's not. It's not your mind. It's not your soul. I think. I think something. Love is something you do with your whole self, and not just like oh, I feel this way right now. You know. If you're going to talk about a marriage, like, yeah, obviously, whenever you first get together with your little girlfriend that you have, 30 years down the line, you're not going to have the same feelings as you did back then. Yeah. Feelings are going to change and evolve over time, but if you keep the same love that you have for that person, the sacrificial love or mm. whatever type of love that it is, then it'll work. But a lot of people get into these marriages thinking, oh, I feel this way right now, it's going to last forever, and then it doesn't, and they think the love failed when yeah. in reality. Or that's like a reason for divorce in our culture is I don't yeah. love them anymore. Did you ever, did, and, and that's the thing too is people will say that, they'll say, well, did you ever love them? And then it's this whole like, oh no, I don't know, maybe I made a mistake. It's like, you're not deciding to love them. Like I think Randy was talking about counseling people when he was here and, and that's what he would say to them. He's like, you decided this, you know, this isn't. You know, maybe you don't have those rich feelings that you had when you just met or you just got married in that first month or whatever, but you can make a decision, you know, and, and it really is a decision. And, and I do think there's something practical in that because there are times where, say you, you look at someone and they need help, but it's just not in your heart to love them. And I think there's something practically that we can do in that moment and go help them anyways. So, to me, love sometimes is doing directly opposite of what you feel because you know that it's right. And that I think that's really obedience, you know. And, and so there's a, there's a correlation with love and obedience and sacrifice. And, and it really has nothing to do with feeling. And I think that's an important thing that we all have to remember because, you know, we, we really can look at life by how it makes us feel and uh, you know I even used to work at a place and that was our our slogan make people feel good mm. you know Dang. and people will probably say I love this place yeah <laughs> it's like do you or do you just like how you feel when you come here right. so Dang. I do think there's that concept of like you know if, if you actually love this place you would do something contrary to how it made you feel like you say it didn't make you feel good one day you'd go there anyways and I, that's kind of a dumb example because it's a restaurant but replace those things with people you know if you if you love someone whether they make you feel good or or right. even are 
complimenting you or whatever, you know, like th there is a decision we have to make, I think, with each person, contrary to how we feel. Hell, eat a horse water right there, I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> Golly. Well, there's a fine idea. That was, that was some bars, bro. Thanks, you bro. You practice that in the mirror? No. That was good. Thanks. <laughs> um, do you have any like scripture that we could kind of spark the rest of this conversation? I mean, we talked about we really talked about almost every kind of love so far, beside loving kindness and eros, which is the cringy love. The cringy love. Yeah, Solomon like, love. Yeah, that's yeah. like romantic, you know. And I, I do think there's a word to say about that, but I mean, we could, if, I mean, we could stretch it into relationships if you wanted to and I well mean, sure i mean i don't think we could but we're also for single males sitting yeah room, but so. it's not like we're also know. for men young men who are trying to follow christ and figure out because i i think there's a word to say about what should that look like mm -hmm. and you know i think we should even talk about boundaries and you know i mean all that stuff is important yeah like what is the best way to approach something like that. Right. To approach loving somebody. Eyes closed, head first. No. What? No. Oh. To find what you're looking for, <laughs> you know what you're looking for. I'm dead. That's a good point. Yeah. Say that again. Run it back, Turbo. To, f <laughs> to find what you're looking for, you have to know what you're looking for. Okay. And so what are we looking for, Keegan? A godly woman. That's true. What kind of godly woman? Godly to find that. Well, I mean, obviously there's the church and we turn There's certain things that you, things that are, what's the word I'm looking for? Like non-negotiables, non -negotiables, which is okay. obviously she should probably believe in God. She should probably have the same. You yeah. need to be equally yoked. No missionary dating. Depends on the girl. No, I'm just kidding. 60% of the time it works every time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I don't agree with that. All right. Equally yoked. 60%. Where are you getting these facts from? Anchorman, bro. I got it from Anchorman. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> it's a fake quote. Clearly, You're clearly. supposed to laugh, okay? okay. Sorry. You're supposed to I'm laugh, Stern. I'm on. stupid in front of all five listeners. Come on. <laughs> it's like how 72% 72 72 of statistics are I'm made, made up. up yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's like 89% of the time people believe you if you uh, use a percentage. Listen here, alright? That's true. Equally yoked. <laughs> Anyways. You gotta have, you gotta have the same theology, equally yoked. Um, I mean... Do you theology. have to have the same theology? Yeah, I go into that. No, no, no. no. <laughs> well, no, I mean, that, that That's is... That's a valid question. That is interesting, because, yeah, I mean, like, say, say you meet a girl, and she's Pentecostal, and you're a Baptist, and one's like, oh, yeah, tongues all the way, and you're like, nah, bro, that doesn't happen anymore. You know, like... I mean, that is going to come into play. Like, you ha like you both are going to be raising your kids. And yeah. just yeah. to not be united on a certain front, like, there's going to be struggles. And I think that goes back to also, like, missionary dating is, like... So like, maybe it, same theology. Just about. Maybe. Know? I think that it's it just, it's be just like, I mean, political views. You don't... It's not something mandatory that you have to have to get into a relationship, but right. it's going to make things easier down the line. Right. Mm. So, yeah, I, I mean, I could agree with that, yeah. Um, what else? What, what's what else is a non-negotiable for a young Christian man? I mean, you have to be attracted to I was going to say, like, I, do I have to say, I mean, sure. you have to have a level of attraction to sure. a certain individual to want yeah. to be with them. Right. That's fair. That just can't be the end all be. That's not no. With them. Then you're getting into feelings and, oh, I think this girl's cute, right. that I want to be with her. Right, right. Then it's just not working, but... A godly woman, 
I mean, then there's certain things that aren't negotiable. Like personally, I like to find a godly woman who has ambition, a godly sure. woman who has goals. Just kind of same thing as ambition. Um, and I think I think the thing about that too is is a godly woman will because of the principles that you find in the Bible, if they're truly reading their Bible and, you know, they're, they're understanding all the wisdom in there, like, you know, if you're wise, you're not going to sit on your butt and watch TV all day. Yeah. You know what like, I mean? It's like... Also a certain personality, like, does it mean that they don't have goals? It's just they might not be willing to be as outspoken either sure. about sharing those goals. And either. that could be, that's probably included in the equally up bit. I think. Equally I mean, I like spiritually equally, but also ambition wise. Like you can't, if you, if you like going to Frisbee every Saturday, but she won't lift her finger, you know, it's like, come on, I want to go, yeah. you know? So I do think equally yoked has more implication than just, we both go to church on Sunday and we both want to do this ministry Wednesday night. Like if you both have a heart to go share the gospel in Africa, um, but she also doesn't want to, like, I don't know. I do think there has to be some common ground in that mm-hmm. I think all is wrapped up in equally yoked. Personally, okay. I mean, that's how I feel. Let me ask you this, because that kind of just, like, sparked into my mind. Is like, now that, I mean, we're three-fourths of our way through and you've been through GCBI a long time ago, what is that going to look like? Like, you think it's going to be hard to find somebody equally yoked? Like, I mean... I don't know, like, what is the degree to which you have to be equally yoked? Mm-hmm. Like, is it head knowledge, or is it just the, the strength of belief and strength of faith? Like, what, what does that look like? Well, I've, already, I've always heard it used as the analogy, like, you try to find, you try to just run your race and follow God, mm-hmm. and then you just, uh, he'll put someone in your life that you just look to your side, and they're running the same race. Mm-hmm. So it's not really you're actively looking and being like, like putting up the test of like, well, I read my Bible every day. She doesn't, doesn't count. Uh, I do this. She doesn't, doesn't count. Like yeah. it's, there's a, if you're just focused on what God's calling you to like day, day after day, then eventually someone will come into your life that has the same values. And that's same. huge. So, yeah, that's yeah. huge. I mean, fingers crossed. Yeah. I think I, I've thought about that too, because you know, going to GCBI, you, you do kind of have a level up, you know, it's like, Oh no, I like, with great power comes great responsibility. Spider-Man comes out of the corner. But like, the thing Devin said the other day? The, the more knowledge that you have... The more you're the, accountable for. The more you're accountable for. Yeah, the more you're responsible for. And I, and yeah, that's a good point. Because I do think if you start reaching for people who maybe don't have the same... Like, in that, that is equally up. You know, like, if they don't have the same heart for the gospel, they don't have the same heart to be in their word, they don't have the same heart to to reach out and be in ministry and you're just, you know, there's a fire under your butt, you need to f- chase that because, I mean, ultimately that's what God is calling you to do. So. But that's like, you're you're saying there's a, like, their heart behind it. It's like, going through GCBI, you get a lot of knowledge, but that doesn't necessarily, like, give you a huge leg up. Like, somebody can go, not go through GCBI and still have like the same heart as people yeah, that I do agree. go through GCBI. Absolutely. Yeah, which which I think I was just kind of defining like the you know, we it might seem Doesn't like mean GCBIers we're all on fire have we're here. a, no, a no. leg up on people because they have knowledge, but right. it's it's no, it, you don't have to go to GCBI to like 
have the heart to serve God, to have yeah. the heart to run the race well, That's true. to be able to come up alongside somebody that that did do GCBI, that does have knowledge, and you're able to fine-tune your team of mm. your different strengths, too. So. I was just kind of wondering, like, what would you define as equally yoked? Is it the heart that you have for God, or...? I would say that. Yeah. I, I would say equally yoked, from a spiritual sense, is is your the spirit that God has put in you and your heart to crave that spirit. Like, if you, you know, like you really have to, I don't know, I really feel like you have to, um, you have to find someone who really aligns with that. You know, like, you can't be with someone who just wants to go to church on Sunday if, if your heart is to go on missions. You can't be with someone who, you know, believes in the Bible but reads it every other day, but you want to be you know, this leadership role, you know, like you need to have someone who's up there with you because on that same level, you need to have someone who is willing to be a prayer warrior with you. And, mm-hmm. you know, cause you have to fight each other's battles when, when you're in, when you're one in flesh, like take you, yeah, you really do take on each other's spirits and you have to, you know, what are you going through today? Okay. We got to pray against that. You know, well, what do you got going on next week? Oh, I got to, lead this thing and you know it's like you really have to find someone who's ready for that battle if you just if you're gonna be in pastoral ministry and then um you fall in love with the girl who you know just shows up on sunday it's not impossible but i don't believe that's equally up well it's gonna make it a whole lot harder yeah you need someone who's gonna be there in it with you really i mean that's the idea somebody was just telling me a story the other day about this guy who had a heart for overseas missions and that was what he's planning to do and then he met this girl who didn't have the same heart they got married and now he does not do overseas missions mm. because mm-hmm. you're i mean that you got to find that balance because you are called to do what god desires of you but you're also called to, to take care of your household and mm. so you can't really get married and say oh i'm going over here and leaving you behind and not taking mm-hmm. care of you because mm. that goes back to like you're sacrificing something when you enter into a relationship as well you're sacrificing like what you want to do like it's mm-hmm. very much laying down what you want to do and in, in Ephesians it talks about like husbands are, are basically supposed to like serve the wife and the wife is supposed to serve the husband it's not mm-hmm. it's not you're asking the wife to serve you it's like you are right. actively serving her and she's actively serving submission you. and sacrifice right. it should be a, a equal trade right because if you're you know one person's getting more filled up than the other then right but and it is interesting to think about because really agape is what at the end of the day defines your eros like if you both have the same uh love towards god then truly that will bring together your romantic love because i think you're like we were saying you do share spirits if you both have an intense spirit for the lord then you you give thanks to him more so, you know what I mean? Like I feel like there's like there is a triangle. I forget who's. I think I was watching a sermon and was it? Uh, I'm not sure. I forgot. But it it is a triangle. You can be a family without having kids because you are God's children mm-hmm. and you're you know He's our heavenly Father and you two are adopted children and you're giving love back to the Father and you're a family because we're thankful, right? And we just right. like. So, I don't know, it, it is kind of a cool concept to think of, of what a true equally yoked couple looks like and, you know, how the different loves feed into that. Prayers up that I look to my right one day and she's there.
Or you just have a special <laughs> calling and are single for this. Yeah, all, all five listeners on the show be praying for Keegan. Yeah, yeah. not actually. Yeah. But no. actually. <laughs> yeah, really? You heard him. You heard him. He, he asked for it. So. Yeah. No, I think I think something that we really have to focus on, and and it, it is so easy, I think, for us to to look at the world and and have that desire for a wife and a family and allow that to usurp or trump our relationship Mm -hmm. for god and and i do like what you said bobby about you know just chasing after the lord and then she's got that same drive and you look over and you're like oh okay you know if you if you have your focus on that then it (laughs) (laughs) like if you have your focus on that then it can go south Mm. and you're missing what like if you're if you're looking out the the driver's the passenger window of your car like looking for who's going to pull up next to you you're not going to see what god has for you out of the the literal windshield that you should be looking through and you're you're running back in the back of that minivan yeah exactly (laughs) exactly so it it is a, a picture of you know keeping your eyes on what god has and make sure you don't run into the log (laughs) <laughs> oh, too soon. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean it. But um, yeah, I think something that that I like has been really I've been very intrigued about and just learning about is is like how do you continually prepare yourself to love those around you and and love a future wife one day? Like, what is an attribute that like you need to like how how are you building up that attribute of love like what are mm. what are you consuming in your own life to be able to actually love people well and um that kind of, like i was just thinking like proverbs four twenty three is is what's been on my heart is just above all else guard your heart for everything you do flows from it like what are we consuming and mm. like our culture and like the word and like clearly the word should be what we are absorbing but yeah when we're absorbing when we're continually going to social media or sure. we're going to what the news says mm. or like are we actually preparing ourselves for agape love yeah what do you guys think i mean i definitely agree with what that proverb says whatever you take in is what's going to be coming out mm. if you're taking in garbage and you're going to be spitting out garbage and that's not love yeah yeah and I think I think it was Deb and Kurt who I heard talking about um we all have our like well mainly girls um they have their lists we have like somewhat of a list I think girls are a little more intentional about it like people I know some people that have like a six page list or whatever um but if we're to focus on our list we're not focusing on ourselves and how how are we expecting someone to meet meet our list if we're not preparing ourselves to meet theirs? Mm, like, yeah, if we're not focusing on how we're improving daily and walking with God, then how are we expecting someone to? How are we expecting to be someone's Mister Right or like right. perfect match? So yeah, yeah, yeah I think uh, yeah. I mean, a, a whole part of loving people. I mean, for me recently, it's really been about, like, keeping my thoughts captive, and and I think, 
I think that is a big part of guarding my heart and and sometimes I feel like it's not even connected to my heart but it's what I've done to my heart in the past that has damaged me and left remnants of you know oh I have this thought or you know I have this random stream of of you know memories or or even you you hear someone say a word like our brains just associate things you know and it's not it's not necessarily in my heart to do that but I think what what pushes me to guard my heart is is understanding those thoughts and just keeping them captive like and it and it it reveals to you I think where your heart is when you get certain thoughts you're like oh I don't want that there you know <laughs> or if you get a thought and and you don't mind it but it's like mm, if there was a video screen on my forehead and other people saw this thought what would they think you know what 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 does Jesus think about what this thought in my head? You know, what does the Holy Spirit say to my heart about this thought in my head? And a lot of the times, it's get out. It doesn't belong there. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a huge part of guarding our hearts. You know, not letting these particular thoughts play out in our heads, um, and and really just choosing what um, we spend our our time thinking about. I I really think being a godly man in part is what we think about you know and if you think about God more than anything it's inevitable that it. yeah yeah and I, I forget what it is it's somewhere I think it's Philippians 4 4 through 9 uh, you know whatever is lovely whatever is pure whatever is right whatever is of good repute if anything worthy of praise you know dwell on these things yeah dwell and think about it you know that's what it says it says think about good things and it'll be on it'll it it infuses itself into your heart and into your being. If you think about bad things, if you're constantly listening to Lil Uzi Vert, you're going to be thinking about drugs, sex, money, you know, like you're going to think about all these things. That's just what you will think about. And, and that's why, that's why music is a huge thing. You know, we have to be really intentional about, like you were saying, what we put into our hearts. What are, what are we putting in? And, um, you know, it, it's important. I mean, we, we really are, we're like ingredients, you know. The food doesn't taste good if you put in one bad ingredient. It's like, it's an impure thing. It's a little bit of leaven leavens the whole lump. Like, mm -hmm. if you, you could, we could be on a good path towards, you know, we're, like, we're working, we're at GCBI, we're learning the word, we go to church. But, you know, on Wednesday, I watched a Radar R movie. You know, I, I bumped that new Kendrick album and, you know, he talked about sex and, you know, a lot of... F-bombs were dropped. It's like a little bit of that will ruin you for the next couple of days. And and I think that's part of grieving the spirit. And, and we have to be intentional about being sensitive to God in our hearts so that we can hear his direction for the next step. Because it's not just, oh, yeah, I heard from him last Tuesday. Like we have to seek every day to hear from him. And when we, I've realized, at least for myself, when I insert certain things, God leaves. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, I don't like that song. No, I don't like that movie. You know, it's not about me. It's about, it's about what the Holy Spirit wants for me, right? Like that's that's the whole thing. Like, you know, seeking purpose and God's plan for our life truly is seeking holiness, mm -hmm. and that's being set apart for God's purpose. Yeah, and surrendering, and like Paul says, just like being a slave to God, like. A slave, your thoughts are always, what does my master want? What is my mm. ma Not what do I want in the moment, 
Like, you're never thinking, like, oh, on Thursday I'm going to get a drink. No, it's always, what is my master? Mm. What, what am I doing to serve my master to the best of my ability? Mm. Like, that slave mentality is what we what we need to have for God. Mm. And when we're not, then it's kind of like we're pl- placing ourselves on the top of the pedestal. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. we're the ones that are, like, the, the pride of our own life of, like, you know, I deserve this or I deserve that, like, do we really deserve anything? Like, honestly, at the end of the day... The only thing we deserve is deserve. damnation eternally. Yeah, right. So that's that that's that chesed, you know? Mm-hmm. He pulled us out. He has, he has a love that clings to us even though we don't deserve it. And, and that I think that's in part what pushes us to want to be slaves to Christ. Which is, like, really dangerous language for some people. Right. Because, I mean, our culture is just so selfish. Mm-hmm. So, you know, our hearts do not agree with that mm-hmm. phrase. But um, Well, know. it's kind of like what Randy and Devin have both, like, reiter- reiterated. That, like, yesterday's worship... <laughs> yesterday's worship won't solve t- uh, today's problems. Mm-hmm. And, like, what you're saying, like, you have to be in it daily. And, like, last week... Talking to God last week isn't going to solve right. your problems for today. Like... You gotta be in the word daily and like mm-hmm. praying and like we've covered it a bunch in like guys Bible study that like a lot of times we get the wrong view of prayer and think it's just talking at God and like a lot a big aspect of prayer is listening to God and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. if you're not intentionally taking that time to just be silent and like listen for God's voice or uh, look for it in His Word which is like the living Word of God like it it's just as good today as it was back then when it was written like, yeah. just as applicable um then you're just you're setting yourself up for failure like failure to prepare is preparing to fail like stern always says mm-hmm. but as um, a bar but yeah so it's a it's a it's daily yeah well i was gonna give you it so you should have just <laughs> taken it um it's just a daily surrender to self and putting putting god at the throne of your heart every morning and starting your day off right and mm-hmm meditating on his word and, and in worship and mm. that's another yeah. another thing we take take for granted is worship we just think it's singing mm-hmm. when really worship is just your response to god mm. which is a whole another conversation that i don't know what we yeah. have time for but, but it, it it is related though because we were talking about how kind of all this stuff is related and really it's because discipline has a key factor to do like it, it it plays a key factor in in obedience and obedience plays a key factor in love mm-hmm. and, and sometimes that means sacrifice and sometimes that means discipline sacrifice right. and and that can be dangerous because it's like oh well you get on your knees every morning I don't know that sounds religious bro well, it's like it is religious but it's religious because my heart tells me in that moment that's what I need so I don't know, like, and, and sometimes it can't, like I said, can be dangerous to have the same exact schedule every time, like, mm-hmm. just like you go to the gym, you do the same workout on one muscle, your muscle's used to it, Yeah. you're no longer working out, right. so it's this, it's the same thing, you have to switch it up, you have to kind of shock your system, like, yeah. you know what, I'm going to go uh, during lunch and talk to God, or I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to stay up late tonight, instead of waking up early tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm gonna wake up early and not eat breakfast. You know, like you have to. Sometimes I think it is it is good to to kind of throw it off, but be disciplined in that. You know, because 
because discipline doesn't necessarily always mean schedule, schedule, schedule. Sometimes it just means I'm fasting in this moment because right. I know I have to seek God and I'm not going to do it tomorrow because I'll be tired or, you know, I have this thing later, you know, but discipline in that is huge. You know, we have to be disciplined in our worship time, like show up to church, whatever's going on in life, drop it. You know, like we're here to praise God. We're here to realign our hearts with God. You know, whatever's going on, you know what? I'm going to turn off a little Uzi Vert. I'm going to pray and listen. Because you can't, you can't pray or, or listen to God if you're bumping Lil Uzi. What's going on with you, Lil Uzi? Yeah, what's I mean, going against Lil Uzi? I don't, I don't have anything against him except that maybe he makes devil music, but it's really vibey and sometimes it's hard yeah, to turn was, it off. That was a little enough, was it? Doesn't matter. Anyways, I was sitting on that for a little bit. I was wanting to say exactly what you said about a major thing that's going to come to loving others and loving your future spouse is sacrifice. A lot of times, whenever it comes to loving others, you're going to have to sacrifice your own opinion, sacrifice something that you want to say for the betterment of loving that person. Like this quote that Stern has on his iPad says, wisdom and leadership would rather protect the relationship than win the argument. Mm. So mm. if you truly love that person, you're going to you say that again? want... You want me to say that again? Yeah, say that again. <clears throat> Wisdom and leadership would rather protect the relationship than win the argument. Oh my god. Are you gonna say like a like an idiot? Wisdom and leadership would rather protect the relationship than win the argument. So far. So, yeah, it's not mine. And that is love. Yeah. Contrary to popular belief, you know. Mm-hmm. It may not feel like letting you win the argument, but whatever, we're gonna get past it in order that our relationship won't be marred. Yeah, you love yeah. that person more than you would love to win the argument. Right. Even though time exists, I'm not gonna sit here and argue with it forever. <laughs> no, I'm you just will argue it. that point every time. It no, no. I know I'm right, but I still love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. No. But, uh, and then loving a future spouse, I mean, you're gonna have to sacrifice. I don't know. I don't have a spouse. You may, <laughs> you may not sure, want the redwood uh, uh, cabinets, but if she does, you're not the, gonna get to go out with the boys every Friday night. Yeah. To to. To go bowling in the I name love of love. We pretend like we know what it's gonna look like. <laughs> we're already we like no forty-year-old I mean, married dudes in our mind. Engaged, waiting on our groom to come back. So it's true. Know, that's spiritual, not hey, literal. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. So, like, what you guys were hitting on, like, is very much you have to be disciplined in your flesh, like, yeah. like, like what Dom was saying. You can't have the the check mark boxes of like, I'm gonna wake up, I'm gonna do this, 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 like. God is not a box you can check off. Yeah. Like, you can't put him in that you, box. You can't place him in box. that box. A relationship is not a box you can place in. Yeah. Like, love is not something you can put a box on either. Like, it's very much relational. Of, mm. like, it's continual. Like, you have to, yeah. you know, like Dom was saying, sometimes you got to shake it up a little bit. Sometimes you got to actually fast something you have to give up something that your flesh would want to be able to spend more time to, to show i love you more than i love myself mm-hmm. and like that's going back to the sacrificial love of, like that that's what that's what hits home yeah yeah john john piper talks about this a little bit and he's he's someone that i recommend because he's i mean he's an older pastor who's just very spirit-filled and he just leans on god and everything but he, he answered a question. Someone asked um, something along the lines of, do I need to kiss my wife to love her? And and he was almost like indignant. You know, he was like almost a little upset about that question because it's like, 
do you need to? No, but when you do, yes. You know, it's like, do I need to do this thing and, you know, and, but still love them? You know, or do I have to do this? Just the way the question was, you know, mm-hmm. he's like, when you love someone or, or, you know, and not even necessarily romantically, but when you love someone, you will do certain things. Mm-hmm. And be, do I need to do this? It should be. It should what be. What can I do for this person? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it's that question of, well, this person needs help. I will help them because I love them. Not do I need to, and still, you know, it's like you're trying to walk around the the issue, and yeah, I think it it's mm-hmm. it's just an interesting thing to think about. Like that's really that's the whole conversation of grace through faith and well do I need to do works because they're already approved and Mm -hmm. you know I'm safe through faith not through works it's like you're walking around it Mm -hmm. if you love God and you love that he saved you through his grace and through your faith then you will do works it's not you don't need to but you will if it's true saving faith so that's I think that's an important thing to think about involving love like mm-hmm. you don't need quote-unquote need to do certain things but you will do certain things when you love someone and and it a lot of the time will be against what your your uh i guess your flesh will tell you your flesh will say sit down and pop a beer but really your spirit saying go help that person you know mm-hmm. go go give that person a ride go go hug that person go talk to that person go have you know so Anyways, um, do you guys have any final thoughts on love, romantic, love of God, um, parents, friends? I love bowling. Any shout outs? Love of things. Roll a 192 today. (laughs) That's pretty impressive, actually. Sir, what'd you roll? I rolled a 60 when we went out. (laughs) I do have one final question, though. What's up? Who's greater? (laughs) Alpha Omega or Three in the Fire? Considering, um... <laughs> you moved the mic up. Yeah, let's get, let's get, the, get, get a little closer to the mic. Oh, let me, let, me just, let me just say that. Well, I wish I actually had um, the ability to say Three in the Fire was an active podcast, but they're not. So, mm. I mean, based off of activity alone, I'd have to say Alpha Omega. You heard it here, folks. I'm actively working to get their Instagram taken down because it's been inactive. I'm dead. So, <laughs> we will be the only podcast out there for y'all listeners to listen to. So uh, yeah, go ahead, hit that follow button on the Spotify. Hit the follow button on the Instagram. Like, yeah. Yeah. we're on Spotify now. If you uh, if you have any requests for guests, them send the them uh, to the Instagram Alpha Omega Podcast. We would be happy to hear who you would enjoy to hear on the show. And um, we'd love to talk to anybody about yeah. this stuff. So, and obviously this one's longer than uh, usual. So, yeah. Let us know how y'all feel about that. If we need to next time cut Stern off like 20 minutes in, or or just not have him talk at all. No, yeah, just, just not him, like, <laughs> show. That works too. No, yeah. I mean, in all reality, the the guest ones will probably be a little longer because you know we want to hear their opinion and yeah. you know we we want to give that time and let it do its justice, but. Anyways, shout out everybody for listening. Thank um, you, Stern, for joining us on this podcast. Yeah, thank, yeah, thank you, Stern. It was awesome. Thanks for coming up with the topic. It was a good topic. Yeah, I love talking about love. Yeah. Love talking about love. <laughs> I love you guys, man. Talking about love all night. I'm going to hold some water out there. I'm going to water out there. I'm you what. I'm just beefy. All right, well. Cheers, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We will catch you on the flippity flop. Catch you on the, the flippity flop. <laughs>